Hello, 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 brothers and sisters. How y'all doing? This is Larry the Black Financial Initiative with Eric and Terrence. We got a great episode today. I'm going to let Terrence go ahead and introduce our guests. All right. Good morning, everyone. So we want to introduce Trevor, who is the owner and originator of Influenting. She is an accountant. She's going to tell us a little bit about what she does and help put you all on some game today. So we'll introduce Trevor and you can let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Sherva Boswell, and I, like Terrence said, I have a company called Influenting.co, and it is a company for um, small business. I actually originally started a company to work with influencers. Everybody know there's, if you're online and these days you have influence, everybody has influence, whether it's a profession or not. But I was like seeing all of these influencers and it's a business. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen all the articles about influencers making millions of dollars a year. A lot of them have been able to retire from their jobs, retire their husbands, and some of them are even men are into them. And I'm like, well, why not? But I also noticed that a lot of them were like, oh, this is our business, but also we have trouble collecting on invoices or, you know, billing and matching stuff. And I'm like, I, girl, I will do that for you. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a company and it's going to be influencing. And influencing is influencers and accounting. Um, so that's where the influencing comes from. And yeah, we just work with small business owners, solopreneurs, and just people who I want to focus on their business and not worry about the back end of it. A lot of people are very good at their craft. They're excellent at what they do, but they don't know how much they're making. They're not, they don't know if they're profitable. They don't know what they're spending on. Their business isn't organized the right way. Um, it sh- isn't structured the right way. It isn't legitimate, leg- legitimatized the right way. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't you have somebody help you with that or or take the things that you're not good at so you can focus on the things that you are like if you're spending time trying to do quickbooks how much is your hourly rate like if you're spending eight hours doing that you could hire me for less and go do what you're great at and make more money so that's really why I started that but um I also have a full-time job currently I am a um, senior corporate accountant I work in the renewable renewable energy space um, so my company there, we own and operate wind farms, uh, solar farms, and battery storage. So that's pretty fun. And I love doing that because, you know, I was not the entrepreneur type girl. I'm like, I need a job. Like, <laughs> steady money. Right, steady money. Benefits. I need all of the things. I was just not, I feel like everybody was just like, if you're not an entrepreneur, what are you doing? And I'm like getting paid every week because a lot of y'all entrepreneurs are broke. <laughs> Let's just tell the truth. Y'all barely making it. Y'all all right, keep it real, pictures. keep it real. You know, you guys got the quotes and you ain't got no money. I need benefits, okay? So, exactly. but I'm slowly coming along and I'm trying to figure out how I can be an entrepreneur and still keep my nine to five. It's madness, but I love it. <laughs> I, I love it and I'm having fun. So that's what it's all about. I, I love how you hit on the um, entrepreneurship versus kind of just the regular old, I say regular old, but that comes in different forms. Nine to five job, as we were speaking on a little bit earlier off off air, you know, I, the regular old nine to five for me is working nights or has been <laughs> working nights, but it's neither one is, is bad or, or I mean, both can be positive. Both are good. You yeah. think about it like both is basically getting money, you know, <laughs> it's both <laughs> ways of getting money and you can use one to move into the other. So like you said, yeah. you st- you have your full time job 
Um, and you're getting your benefits, you're getting paid weekly, but also on your on the side, you can still focus on your uh, your own personal business. So I do love that you brought that up and mentioned that because uh, a lot of people think it has to be one versus the other. Yeah, no, I'm a Libra. I like my scales to be balanced. <laughs> I like my scales to be balanced and I like, you know, I live in the gray. I can live in the gray. Like it doesn't have to be black or white for me, except with the numbers. The numbers need to be black or white. But everything else, great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about that with the Libras and stuff, but I'm I'm a Scorpio. So what is that? What am I supposed to, where am I supposed to be at? I don't know what I mean. I don't know what y'all do. And the <laughs> but I know for us Libras, we like decency and order. Like we don't just jump into anything mm-hmm. just all willy-nilly. We wait. I mean, we can probably waste a little bit of time because we yeah. sit there and we do all the pros and cons and then we run it back. And we run it back. But I, one thing I like about myself is I'm very strategic. I don't just make decisions. I feel like a lot of people are paying for some decisions they made too hastily if they had just taken a little bit more time and plan and make a plan. Like, even if you want to go be a full-time entrepreneur, how can we get there? You know, mm-hmm. don't just jump out. I mean, unless you're being abused at your job and at the same time, I'm like, get another job. But until my <laughs> side hustle starts replacing my main hustle, I ain't going nowhere. So I'm just like, I'm very analytical and strategic. And I think that's one of the great things about being with people in the creative space. It's they're, you know, out there, they see things in a different way. They're artistic. And I think it's nice to have somebody to just be like, um, real bit. <laughs> handle business, and then you could go out there and chase the stars. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, great, great balance for you Libras. I, yeah. I can see you and uh, Eric being, being Libras. Uh, <laughs> being accountants, of course. <laughs> So my wife hates that. She's like, oh, you're thinking too much. <laughs> you, you be thinking a lot. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think that's uh, pretty uh, like comforting here and there that you're still working and, you know, doing the entrepreneur thing. It seems like a lot of times when you're on YouTube or you hear people talk about it, oh, yeah, I just quit my job and just start doing it full time. And I'm like, you know, how, <laughs> were you staying with your parents? Were you like, yeah. how, like, I how, how were you doing story. that? Yeah, I want to know the whole story. It always seems like they never get to that part. It's just like, yeah, one day I just wanted to do this full time. I just quit my job and I just started doing it and I became a millionaire. I'm like, ah, something. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm really it. happy for those people too because I'm like, you got no choice at this point. You right. want to be a millionaire with <laughs> your job? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you get started into uh, accounting or what was your inspiration? Okay, so I I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago, and um, when I was there, when I go to high school, they make you pick a track um, very early. Um, so in the Caribbean, it's not like here. We start school very early. So I was already in high school. We go to high school at like 12, um, and we're done at like 16. So at 12 years old, you either have, you're either a business major, you're in the science fields. Um, honestly, I don't even remember what the other ones, it was like business or science. That's the one to go make some money. Um, and there was some other like creative type fields. Like I think you could be like an English type, like literature or something like that. But I got into business then and we would do good old accounting on paper, like T charts and stuff like that. And it just was one of those things that just made sense to me. I just liked reasoning like accounting is if this is what this a and b should equal c and if it doesn't 
why? And like, let's figure that out. But I always liked that it just made sense. And I liked that it was applicable to real life. And I love the stability of it. Like if you have a business, you're going to have, hopefully you'd be profitable. Or even if you're not profitable, there's numbers in there. And what are they telling us? Like numbers tell a story and how can we bring that out? So I kind of got into accounting that way, but then I came to America and I went to high school and I was like, so we just, okay. We just take all of the classes and things and then we go to college and decide what we want to be. Okay, great. So then, then I went to college, I actually went to college for psychology and um, I didn't last because I then started thinking everybody was crazy and I would analyze all my friends and I'm like, this is just, it's not for me. But accounting is a lot of psychology and working with people too, especially entrepreneurs. It's like, you have to figure out that person's story and their relationship with money. And it helps you to figure out why they are, why they, how they are and the decisions they make. And it's good to just have a relationship with people and just know that money is hugely personal. And a lot of people have traumas and stories they've been told about money when they were growing up. And a lot of times mm -hmm. you have to do the work to overcome that to get to the place where you can start seeing progress and they can start making moves and stuff like that. So I think having a psychology background and um, accounting definitely helps me, my business and just in relationships with people. Yeah, that's a great tie in. I would not figure the psychology and accounting, you know, <laughs> mixing those <laughs> yeah. two career tracks, but it sounds like you've done a great job of mixing the two. And okay. definitely have, yeah, it sounds like you figured out how to get into people's head and figure out how that matches up with how they make the financial decisions they make. And with you, like you were saying, like by 12, I guess, in Trinidad, like you have a career path, like are the parents, are they, are they teaching kind of like do what you love? Or is it like these fields make money, <laughs> go get the money. <laughs> Ain't no do what you love. Right. <laughs> All of this stuff is very American. Okay. Right. You go to school and you get good grades so you can hopefully get a job um, <laughs> and make somebody. Um, but, you know, I love my islands, islands too. And um, it is still what they consider a third world country. So you can mm. have a great education and still not have the best job, but you try to do the things that will get you aligned in the best possible but it's not one of those I mean it's not we don't have a lot of these um like you know how America has like liberal arts and stuff mm -hmm. we don't have that. pick one finish it and get you know you ha we have these big exams that we have to take and it depends on how you do on those exams depend on if you will actually get to go to more schooling after that because you're done with school at 16 and it's like what do you do you know you're still a kid mm -hmm. you can't really work so it's like <laughs> if you do really well on these exams you can continue on to more schooling and universities and stuff like that but the goal is just to finish school get good grades we're big on grades and um, make a living for yourself so that you can take care of yourself and your family you know okay yeah so how did you end up in in america so um, my grandfather, my mom's dad, um, he wasn't very present in her life as a kid, um, but he was up here and he lives in New York and he filed for us um, to come to America, which is the process of getting like a green card. So he filed for my mom and my sister and I, and we moved to Brooklyn, New York, which was a very um, tough transition after coming from America. You know, after coming from the island. <laughs> It's all warm and everybody talks to everybody. And then you come here and it's like, nobody talks to anybody. And it's like, and it's cold. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was challenging, but yeah. 
Especially if you move, went straight to Brooklyn and like, yeah, you know, right. Like you had transitioned to Texas first or something. You know? I know it was tough, but you know I like it. It I didn't like it then, but I can look back now and see that it helped. It helped toughen me up a lot for sure. So I don't, um, I don't regret it too much. <laughs> I thought for sure she was gonna say like Florida somewhere. Oh no, you know it's not. It's only a couple places that people go to when they come to America. It's from the islands, you know. Most mm-hmm. people who come, they stay in those areas. So if they file for you, that's usually where you go. I wish I could have said mm-hmm. it was Florida, but no, it was Brooklyn <laughs> in March. So it was freezing. I have oh, never man. been cold in my life. Yeah. <laughs> tough times, tough times. But here we are. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you uh just looking at like your Instagram and stuff. Um, I say like financial literacy is real big to you. Um, and so I want to ask, like, uh, I guess what does financial literacy mean to you? And why do you think it's so important for uh, Black America to know about it? Uh, well, okay, so I'm very passionate about financial literacy because I am obsessed with freedom and I am obsessed with being able to have autonomy over your life and do the things that bring you joy. And I feel like too many of us have to do things because we have no other choice. And I feel mm-hmm. like financial literacy gives you choices. If you want to work this job, do it because you want to work that job. But I always want people to have options. But a lot of times we don't have options because we, we don't have the money to afford those options, right? Mm-hmm. So freedom is a big part of it for me. I, I just remember there were times when I had like some jobs in the past and I had so much student loan debt and I just felt like I literally felt there were times that I could just jump out of my office window. No lie. Like I just, because I felt like I am only going to, I'm going to be doing this forever. I'm going to be in this job, in this cubicle, in this freezing office, doing these Mm. numbers. And this is all it's going to be. And at that time I felt like I was paying on my student loans and they weren't moving. Like, how am I going to pay on these student loans? There was one student loan I paid for nine years before I ever paid, I touched a principal. And it drove me crazy when I found out. So I just knew that I had to do something to change that narrative and change my life because I I truly felt like when I first started working, there were a lot of adults. I was young and bubbly and just, oh my God, (laughs) like $12 an hour and it was like the best thing ever. And there were just more mature people and I could just see that they had no enthusiasm for life. They just, Mm -hmm. you know, they were just doing what they had to do. And I was terrified that I was going to become that person. I never wanted to just be somebody who just did what I had to do to get by. I just always wanted to be doing more, being more, learning more. And just, I never wanted to lose my joy and my effervescence for life. And I felt like I was at a time. And I was like, I have to do something. I have to make a change. I can't be a broke accountant. Like I just can't <laughs> be one of those people. So that's when I started like just trying to learn more about money. And, you know, I started tracking my money. What am I paying what am I spending? What impact is it making? And, you know, just, I feel like as with accounting, you know, you can't measure what you don't track. So I started mm-hmm. creating metrics to see like, okay, I'm paying this debt. Is it moving? Like I need to know that something is happening or I need hope that I can actually get out of this someday. And then once I figured it out, I'm like, okay, well, how can I help somebody else? Like I'm by no means money master I haven't figured it all out or anything but I figured some things out and if I could just if I'm just two steps ahead of somebody and I can help them get there why not I just want to bring people along and help them get freedom because I also see how when you don't know about money or you're scared about money it's a bully it beats you up it follows you it Mm -hmm. a lot of people you know talking about the psychology of money like a lot of people 
eat their feelings. So they end up, you know, gaining weight, which leads to health concerns later, which again affects money and your longevity. And I'm like, I don't want money to be like just bully that's just following you around and beating you up. Let's confront it. Let's confront the bully. Even if the numbers are scary, at least, you know, if you're $60,000 in the hole, now we know you're $60,000 in the hole and we can do something about it. But I want mm -hmm. people to be bold. I want them to walk with freedom. And I'm a Christian. I just feel like, look, when Jesus died for me, he didn't die for me to live like this. He died for me to have the fullness of God, freedom, and to walk confidently. Like he didn't die for me to be in bondage. So mm -hmm. how can I free myself from that? You know, so those are the things that's important to me. I just want us to be free. And I want us to go on vacations. I'm still <laughs> hearing about Black people. And this is something y'all Americans got to get together. Y'all don't never have no passports. Why is that? You know, it's like, not all, not all, not all, but both, both. I think if you guys surveyed your, your people around you, you'll find a lot of them don't have no passports, right? And I'm just like, you ain't never, some people, I've met people who've never left their city or their state or never been on a plane. And I'm like, there's a whole world out here to see. You ain't never sank your hips in some sand by some blue water. And, you know, and I just was really frustrated because I feel like there's a lot of people who work their whole entire lives and they still have nothing to show for it. They don't really have a pension. They can't afford retirement. And then even after working all those years, they still can't go on a vacation. And I just was like, I, I got to do something about this. I can't, I just don't want that for us. I want us to live a life and live it abundantly. Yeah, you were you were right on with that, especially like you said, as far as uh, there is a difference between Americans and the rest of the world. We we do spend a lot more time, it seems like, just really dedicated to that work and just toiling around aimlessly, you know, and, and still and, have nothing to show and for still it. have nothing. No, like you said, no passport, not traveling, not enjoying life and you just living to work especially in the black community, which we, it seems like we're worse off with that than, than others, but right. it's already, it's already bad in America. And then we're kind of at the bottom of that. So yeah. that's a, something about it. But like when I've uh, traveled, I think I was in Spain and, and you see everyone speaks another language, Yeah, you, you know, we're the only ones that's, you know, you're in America. You got, you got to speak. Yeah. <laughs> we're American. We don't got to speak nobody. Y'all got to speak our language. Yeah. 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 So with that, um, I am curious, like, when should someone seek the guidance or seek the help uh, of someone like yourself, of an accountant or a bookkeeper? Okay, so there's two different things, right? So financial literacy, I think the earlier you can start, the better. And that doesn't even have to be with a professional. I feel like we have so many resources available to us. You just have to find a trusted voice that you resonate with and that you know, you believe in their values and that they're transparent, right? And you can find it on YouTube, you can find it on social media, you can find it on the internet, right? Um, I think it starts early with parents, like teaching their kids about money, saving, investing. I think there's a piggy bank that you can do that, you know, even like when you have babies, I'm all about like, yeah, did you set up a 529? Like, I'd love to do that versus sign a gift for your child that they're just going to play with one time and never, you know? So I think financial literacy starts as early as possible. Now, in terms of like hiring a financial professional for your business, it just depends. I would take a good audit of your skills and be like, look, do you really think this is something you can do and do well, right? And how much time is it gonna cost you to do it? I always say, go back. How much are you charging an hour in your business to do whatever? It could be the amount of sales and the amount of time you're spending creating that sales, find your hourly rate. If it's going to cost you more to do bookkeeping, then you could, you know, be making money, then hire somebody to do the bookkeeping for you and know that it'll get done. 
and know that you'll have your books done in time for tax season so you can get your taxes prepared and they can help you figure out like, okay, so I see you're having these sales. This sale is more profitable. Maybe we should focus more on that, maybe less on the other thing. Or these are some things I think you can add into your business or these are some subscriptions I think you can get rid of, or this is a software that's working better. It's all encompassing. Like it's just helping having somebody look at your business from a point of view that you may not look at it from. Like a lot of people are in business and they're good at their craft, whatever it is, but they're not exactly business people, mm. you know, which is fine. Mm. I feel like we feel like we have to be and do all things, but everybody knows if you want to go far, or as they say, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you know, you want to go with somebody else. And if you're really starting your business, and even if it is a side hobby or it's a hustle right now, I think it's important. Like if you really want to be successful, what do you need to be successful? No Fortune 500 or any of Fortune Fortune 100. They all have the teams that they need to enable their success. Even if it's at the point where you can't hire somebody full-time, maybe just ask for like a, a, a hour, like, hey, how can I get on your books for like an hour call? And maybe you can help me figure out what it is I need. I can't afford help mm -hmm. right now. Maybe it's something as simple as, hey, can you create a spreadsheet for me and show me how to operate this spreadsheet so that I can keep my numbers in order, figure out my tax liability. And then when I'm ready to work with a professional, I'll have something that I can hand over. But I think even if you have a side hustle or a hobby, you should still treat it like this is going to be wildly successful. And I'm not just doing this to play. I'm creating a business and I need to create it the right way. Because another thing I see too is a lot of people start their business and then it takes off and they're successful and it's janky. So now they have to spend a bunch of money to fix things, mm -hmm. figure things out. They have a lot of penalties and fees and they have to create new, just a whole lot of stuff that if they had started from the, you know, started it right the first time, it would have been primed to take off successfully. Yeah, it seems like a lot of times people make money, but then they're in trouble with the taxes and you know yes. things of that sort because they're not doing the business part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And those tax penalties and fees, they add up. If you don't have to give, I don't want you to pay any more money than you have to. So, mm -hmm. and I want you to have the money there. A lot of people are making money and they're spending the money and it's like, just save a little bit. If you put 20% of that money aside, so that you can have it. You know, I think, you know, Dave Ramsey, and I know he's controversial, but one <laughs> of the things he said, it's true. Like if you have an emergency fund, you stop having emergencies. You, you know, yeah. like all mm -hmm. of a sudden it's, a, it's an inconvenience at best. <laughs> you don't want to spend the money, but you have the money to spend. So let's, you know, set up your business for success. I don't believe in just doing anything. To do it. If you're going to do it, do it right the first time. Dave Ramsey, we got a Dave Ramsey mentioned on here. We did an yeah. episode on. Uh, I know Dave he's controversial. Yeah. He is. He he he. But he has some things that he said that were true. You know, and you can take some of the messages and mm -hmm. you know disregard the messenger. You know, <laughs> that's exactly. I mean, my wife and I. That's what we did. We used um, his uh, baby steps to pay off our debt, and we yeah. didn't do it exactly the way that he, um, you know, tells you to do it. But you know, overall, I think his message is good, though. So yeah. Cool. All right. So I was looking at your website. Pardon me. I got uh, a few questions in, in one. So um, tell us about Influenting, how and why you started it, um, some services you provide. Also, I, I noticed it said it's a boutique firm. So what makes it a, a boutique firm and what is your niche market and uh, why did you decide to have a niche market? Okay, so it's a, a boutique. I just call it boutique because it's cute. And I'm a girl, a girly girl. <laughs> and I also wanted my firm to, when, you know, I want my firm to be small and intimate and feel like it's a safe 
place for the type of people I want to work with. You know, um, typically the, my clientele is people who work in the, like the online space mostly. They have an online presence and I feel like they can identify with that I guess, look like a boutique type feel. But even when my business takes off and it's full-time, I still want it to feel small, intimate. And like, you just came into a cute little boutique and you're having a boutique experience. I believe in experience and I believe in doing things the right way and making people feel valued, appreciated and special. I don't know, it's just part of my package deal. But I started implementing, actually I started as a money coach. I still do money coaching. So I do money coaching, um, bookkeeping, and I do some VA services. I have clients of over all three. And um, I started money coaching because again, financial literacy, I just wanted to help people with their money, regular people like me. And who knows, maybe you guys, I don't know. But typically I work with women. I just feel like they trust me more. And I think most women are tired of finance bros just talking down to them. And sometimes it's like, you can't Sometimes it's hard to identify with when men are telling you things as a woman and their money. And it's like, okay, but you guys are paid more. <laughs> You're usually in leadership positions. It's like, I, I, I want somebody like me to tell me how to get out of this situation. So I typically work with women like myself and I started my business to first as a money coach and do money coaching. I do bookkeeping for um, actually my best friend. She has a gym and, um, and I, you know her, that's your We, we had her on, we had her yes. on, you know, your and um, she's my first, <laughs> she was my first bookkeeping client. I was able to try out everything on her and you would think I'm an accountant and you do bookkeeping. And I mean, it is, it's a lot of the same things, but I had to, I don't know. I had to gain a little bit of confidence in myself because, you know, in my job, everything is already created for me. I just come in and do what I, what has always been done. Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, you have to do the things the first time yourself. So um, I do bookkeeping for my best friend and um, I was able to test out all my things on her. And um, <laughs> like, I'm just going to try all the things because girl, you ain't got nothing set up. So <laughs> what's the worst thing? Anything I do is better than what you got, honey. So, <laughs> I've been working with her. And then I have also a VA client who's actually a CPA. She has her own CPA firm. So you would think I would, she just hired me to do bookkeeping, but actually she hired me to do her back end. She she has this new software that she created. It's about tax. She does taxes and stuff. So as an accountant, I can help her set up the backend system and um, figure out what your clients need and that, build out that experience for them. Like from the time they initiate contact with you to the time you deliver their tax return. So I like doing all of the things because I am one of those people who have um, a lot of talents and things that I love to do. And I feel like in your business or like in your, your day job, you just, you just do what you have to do. Whereas in my business, I feel like I can do all the things I want to do. Like I like accounting, but I also like admin. I love organization. I love like structure and I love things, processes and SOPs and things to work so that people can be free and also not tie down. Like how can we automate some processes for you? How can we get some systems that work for you so that you're not always working, you know, and stuff like that. So I like my business because I'm able to do all of the things that I love to do and I can run the show and I can work by myself or I can work with people. Um, so that's why I got into, that's my business and stuff like that. But like I said, I originally started influencing to work with influencers, but surprisingly, I'm not tied to that. If it turns out that that's not where I end up working, fine. I feel like I might end up working with business owners who own gyms. Who knows? I love health stuff because um, that's something I'm also really passionate about in our community is how we can live 
not only longer, but better quality of lives. Yes. Like how can we incorporate working out or eating better or just learning about nutrition because nutrition and finance, they go hand in hand. You work for a pharmaceutical company, Terrence, you know how much money is in that. Pharmaceutical companies are billion dollar businesses and yep. that's wonderful. But I don't want us to have to be spending our money on drugs when we can spend our money. Like, I feel like you're going to be in pain anyway, right? You could be in pain from being unhealthy or you could be in pain from being in the gym. Pick, pick, your, pick your pain. You're going to have <laughs> pain, right? You're going to have to spend money either on a trainer. Or you're going to have to spend money on these um, prescription drugs. Which one is it going to be? So I feel like if people can understand that so many of the decisions we make or so many other paths that we have in life is financial decisions then it gets easier to just be like, okay, how can I see this from a financial point of view? So I started my business for, to work with influencers. I don't work with any influencers right now, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're online, you have influence. So whatever. I'm just going, even though that's what I started it. Like I said, I'm a Christian and I want to go where I feel like I'm being led. And if God is leading me in another direction, I can't be too tied to like, well, this is what I wanted. Well, that's not what he wanted for me. <laughs> so as long as you're doing the good work, all glory goes to him, you know? So that's right. yeah, mm-hmm. I hope I answered I never thought questions. about If not. All right. We want to thank Sherva. That was part one of a two-part interview. She can be found at influenting.co. Part two comes out in two weeks. Thank you. Bye.